What Matters in the End A poignant quote from Buddha came to us recently. Quote, In the end, only three things matter. How much you loved, how gently you lived, and how gracefully you let go of things not meant for you. End quote. Often we live locked up in self-focused goals and desires. Yet, as we depart from this incarnation, Goals must be relinquished and desires discarded. Those desires we fail to abandon will inevitably pull us back into another incarnation and another and another. The solution is disarmingly simple. Expand our heart's energy by directing it toward God and the benefit of others. Paramahansa Yogananda explained that the heart is the center of the primordial feeling element, citta. He added that we perceive and respond to the world primarily through feeling rather than intellect. Ultimately, to find liberation, we must still the mind and especially neutralize the whirlpools of likes and dislikes. The energy in the, quote, switching station of the heart is constantly seeking fulfillment. This quest can lead us toward worldly attachments and sensory experiences or toward the divine joy of God. When our energy is funneled downward and outward, we set ourselves up for anxiety and disappointment. As Yogananda put it, Delusion always breaks its promises. One of the best strategies to channel the energy positively is to think of the welfare of others. When we embarked on Ananda's work in San Francisco, we started a small restaurant bookstore. The manager, a single woman, had to close the store late at night and then take the bus through a very run-down area of town often sharing the bus with drunks and drug addicts, she dreaded the nightly ride home. As she explained her dilemma to Swami Kriyananda, he first explored the standard solutions. Could she drive home? Could she take a taxi? Could someone else drive her? All of these proved either impractical or too expensive. Swami said, quote, All right, then. I suggest that you do this. When you get on the bus, pick out one person who appears to need help and pray for him the whole way home. If that person gets off, choose another. End quote. Two weeks later, she told Swamiji that the bus ride home had transformed into her favorite part of the day. Her prayers for others had shifted her heart's energy from isolation and fear to connection and joy. Love is fundamental, but almost as important is gratitude. By being grateful for the circumstances and people in our lives, we open a positive flow of energy from the heart to the spiritual eye. It's virtually impossible to harbor negativity when we're feeling grateful. 
We don't have to express it outwardly. We can just silently allow the feeling of thankfulness to reverberate in the heart. Begin by being grateful for things that are easy to accept. Then train yourself also to feel appreciation for challenging situations. Paramahansa Yogananda wrote, Teach me to look upon all that happens in my life with a pleased, interested attitude that at the end of each episode, no matter how sad or difficult, I may exclaim, Ah, that was a good show, full of thrills, suspense, and excitement. I am happy to have seen it, and I have learned much from it for my own benefit. End quote. If we find it challenging to hold such a high attitude, we can at least strive toward it. Some years ago, while experiencing a difficult period, I wrote an affirmation to help. I am grateful for my life exactly as it is. I am thankful for this day. I welcome every hour. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We have the potential to expand our heart and let it become a channel for the infinite love of God. If we do our best, we can face our final review and say, quote, I loved greatly, lived gently, and gracefully let go of those things that kept me from Thee, Lord. In love and gratitude, Nayaswami Jyotish. So, my friends, this little statement of Buddha's kicked off a train of thought in my mind about those things that are really important in our life that we often put on the back burner. The love, the service of others, love of God, and being grateful for what God brings us. These things, as I said in the blog, are simple, disarmingly simple, but not easy to practice. One of the great enemies is forgetfulness. It's not that we are unable to practice gratitude. We simply forget to practice it. We forget to be grateful in our day-to-day activities. And by the way, it isn't enough to have gratitude just in the mind. You have to actually feel it in the heart. It's more important to feel grateful for something than to say thank you or to even uh, offer a prayer to God thanking him. If it's just in the mind, it has a little power. It's much better than doing nothing. It has a little power, but it doesn't have the power of the true transforming feeling in the heart. After all, what we're interested here in love and in gratitude is awakening the feelings of the heart in a positive way and directing them upward toward our freedom. When we direct the feelings of the heart upward toward the spiritual eye to try to commune with God in meditation, to try to feel his presence, feeling again is of the heart. And so, As we 
work with our spiritual life, our spiritual practices. As Master told us, feeling is more important than reason because it's more fundamental and it is feeling, our likes and dislikes, that really attach us to the world. Ultimately, if we're going to find complete freedom, we have to release all attachments to this world. If we have any attachment at all, let it be what Swamiji was attached to, loving his guru and trying to be a perfect disciple. God bless you.